0: What is up, Red State Blues fans? This is Devo here. Just giving you guys a little bit of a warning. This is once again an episode recorded outside because we're trying to social distance during the coronavirus. So there will be some audio uh, issues here and there. Uh, the balance will be a little bit off. You might hear a lawnmower here and there, birds chirping, things like that. So, uh, guys, we uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. Please uh, check us out on Twitter, Red Blue Pod. Uh, Share us, let us know what you're thinking of the pod, uh, and let us know stuff you want to talk about. So, without any further ado, on with the show. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to a yet another edition of Red State Blues. I'm your host, Devo, and I am joined, as always, by uh, my main man is dan the politics man sitting over there dan how is quarantine life treating you and we're live from augusta for week number two so you hear the birds in the distance now don't make us sad talking sports in this in this day on a day Mickelson
1: steps up to the tee i wonder if they're going to do a um e-golfing tournament and i wonder if it would be as lame as the nascar races have been
0: uh, okay, first of all, let's, let's address these things in, in order. One, we are outside yet again today. We are uh, practicing safe podcasting. Uh, we are both wearing full-body condoms, and we are socially distanced from one another. But that's why you're going to hear probably some cars go by, some dogs barking, some birds chirping. So, uh, Tim, enjoy that. Enjoy those sounds out there. Uh, second, uh, there is allegedly in the works a round between Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods that they're going to air, like brand new golf between the two. Didn't they already do that and it was a flop? Uh, yeah, but now they have a captive audience. <laughs> yeah, I think literally a captive audience. And I believe that they said they're going to also include—I can't remember. Maybe it Arnold was, Palmer? No, I think it was Tony Romo and Pey- and Peyton Manning as like the amateurs with them or something like that. So like a small film crew and then like four golfers. Sounds problematic. Uh, It sounds like uh, something uh, that might come to fruition. All these other weird scenarios, like Dana White has talked about having UFC matches in like lockdown areas, just like have quarantined fighters, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna have like everybody's gonna be stowed away, and then we'll come in, we'll have the two guys go at it, and then (laughs) that's it, empty arena." So, I mean, if you can monetize, if you can do it right now, you're gonna have a pretty captive audience. I mean. I've watched more Belarusian uh, sports in the last uh, month than I've ever watched before in my life. So, I wonder if the quarantine
1: would get rid of the rampant um, ringworm that is um, attacking the UFC right now. Uh, probably not. Probably not.
0: Probably going to be there. Probably going to go on. You know, if- they should allow weapons. I, I think, think you're just getting to Thunderdome. <laughs> I think you're just talking about a movie at this point. Like uh, This is like my old uh, idea of a sport called motorcycle jousting. <laughs> Just desperate times call desperate, for desperate times measures. call for desperate measures. You are absolutely right. So uh, we are here today recording. Uh, as it turns out, uh, we are still in quarantine. Uh, the corona, what is it now? It's uh, the SARS, uh, Cove nineteen, or whatever it's called now. The official name of
1: it. On the street from across the sidewalk, we're calling it the Rona. The Rona. Yeah. The Rona R- is yeah. the term. Yes. The, yeah.
0: Uh, so whatever you're calling it out there, we hope you guys are. Doing well and staying safe inside. And uh, when you do have to venture out, we hope that people are social distancing. I, I, I did have to go to an Aldi the other day. Uh, I didn't have to, but I chose to go to the Aldi because I knew they'd have a smaller crowd. And uh, they had the social distancing uh, signs up all around. Uh, at the checkout stand, they had markers to where you should stand in the checkout line to stay six feet away from people. They have
1: that at the Reese's as well. Yeah,
0: and so it, it was nice. People were doing a pretty good job of it uh, for the most part. I think I came within like maybe three foot of three foot of one guy, but that was about it, so um but yeah it was uh, it was good still no toilet paper that seems to be the one thing that's still missing is the t p well, it gives you the poops well, it does oh well yeah, the rona the rona does yes, the rona does give you the does give you the poops uh but yeah they they had paper towels back, which I was like, I mean I, I know it's. You know, I was, I was nice, It was nice to see paper towels back on the shelves. It's good to see eggs paper and towels. bread and all that stuff. Everything was back except for the, the toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Some lady said, "Do you guys have hand sanitizer?" And the lady's like, "Oh no, we're not going to have that for three months." <laughs> Oof. It's like, it's like yeah, yeah, all right. So, um, I've never been a big hand sanitizer fan. Uh, it's a little strong. I prefer like eighty proof. N- now, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I was at the liquor store the other day. And there's plenty of Everclear still on the shelf. I mean. Seems like it would do the same thing. So, uh, I did. Uh, there were some industrious students on like the last day or two of school before spring break that were trying to take the uh, bags out of the hand sanitizer machines at school. So, uh, you know, good for them. That's smart pilferage. Yeah. Now, uh, so let's. Uh, where do you want to start today? We got a lot. I mean, mostly, look, everything is still coronavirus world. And we're here in Oklahoma. And. Uh, we'll, Let's let's talk about what happened today in Oklahoma.
1: Okay, well, with what I would like to start with, um, just a little teaser. We do teasers on this show, right? Oh, oh we, we do. Okay. Um, there's a major announcement at the end of the show teaser. tonight. Yes. Today. It's like 4 o'clock. Um, yes, a major announcement coming about future programming. Oh, um, okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, okay. Top of the hour. I, I'm
0: unaware of this, so... Yes, it's going to be a surprise to you, too. Oh, okay. Uh, so... Now, here's the thing. Um, We did have an announcement today from uh, our beloved governor, Governor Stitt, uh, that we are, what was the word? It's a a medical or health health emergency. Health emergency. Now, what does this, this basically just gives him more power to do things quickly. Is that? I think it just means he doesn't have to give us um,
1: health insurance in Oklahoma. So it just delays, it gives him complete control of, Things that he should not have control of, but maybe needs to in a time like this.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's it's uh, one of those things, both on a on a national and a state level, where you are seeing that uh, voters did not make the best decisions in the last few elections. Uh, here, from our uh, national leadership in 2016 to our gubernatorial leadership that we could have had in uh, 2018, all the way down to the the House, which is
1: I believe like 77 to 25. Republican to Democrat.
0: Yeah. Um so Well the House in Oklahoma represents more prairie dogs than people, so you know indeed. It's, uh it's always a tough go for there. But yeah. The prairie dog lo- uh lobby is quite strong. These well, days. prairie dogs are immune to the coronavirus, so uh but they're more concerned. Uh, so there are underlying issues going on though, other than the coronavirus here in the great state of Oklahoma, and one of those is the fact that uh well, I took my uh aging Dodge Dakota to the gas station yesterday and I filled it up for $25, which is not a good thing (laughs) here in the state of Oklahoma because we are currently, if you are listening to this and you don't live in Oklahoma, I don't understand you, but okay. Uh, But yeah, we are currently uh, what is it? A dollar forty-five? I think I saw yesterday was the cheapest around town uh, for a gallon of gas.
1: I have not really been in the gasoline market, being that I don't go to work yeah, these days. Yeah. My couch does not run on gasoline, so I've been okay.
0: Yeah, no, I had to. I had to get gas. It was the first time I put gas in in I think two and a half weeks, which is pretty good for a an old Dodge Dakota. Uh, it just means that I haven't been going anywhere and uh yeah i filled up the bad boy for uh, 25 bucks and i believe in the south side of town it was a dollar 45 a gallon and i think you said it was trading today at 20 bucks a barrel right
1: um yeah wti um, what the i don't know what the i stands for what the information um yeah it's trading as of this morning at around 20 dollars a barrel um our state budget to be solvent is uh, reliant on around $55 a barrel. So yeah, we're going to be yeah, severely underwater. And that's even, just to be
0: solvent. I think, like, ideally we need a minimum of 65 to to fund fully, I believe.
1: Yes, and that's without a global pandemic. So, yeah. you know, we do have 9 million unemployment claims in America the last two weeks. Which is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I do I do think that we're going to have some major budgetary issues in the state of Oklahoma um, as it pertains to all core services, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: and unfortunately, there's not really anything to cut. No, luckily, Bullstit um, did
1: invest quite a bit of money in the Rainy Day Fund. Yeah. Not that this is a Bullstit Apollo. Apologist page, but um, we're up to I believe one point two billion dollars in the rainy day fund. But even
0: even that investment in the rainy day fund that was voter initiated though wasn't it? Wasn't that a allowable thing that we did on a state question a few years ago? I thought they voted that down because it was gonna it enacted automatic triggers to that. Oh, okay. Well, if we uh, (laughs) you know uh, we're both in the education field, so uh, we know that that we're potentially going to get cuts. We are in the Zoom. Field. Uh, yes, These we days. are in the distance learning field. Is what we are. Uh, the distance maintenance field, I suppose, is what you say. You can put on the DL. Uh, yes, on the DL. Uh, now I know uh, uh, there's already been some states that are that are a week or two into their distance learning things out there, uh, and it's uh, going about as horribly as you could imagine it would be going. Uh, I've heard some uh, some really fun stories coming from the state of Texas because uh, they're already a weekend. They started their distance learning this week. And so, which is kind of nice for us here in Oklahoma because it's allowed us to, uh, you know, kind of set our expectations a little bit better of where we need to be. Uh, I know I've been in the meetings all this week. We've been told like, remember this is not true distance learning that we're going into. This is uh, educational extension, (laughs) I suppose is the way you can do it. I, I just love that all those all those plans and everything that we spend so much time doing uh, just kind of go out the window when all this comes about. And then uh, you know you try your best. We've got a lot of a lot of good teachers out there. Fortunately, look, I'm not going to complain. I still have my job. Uh, fortunately, my district still has. Uh, now, uh, D Brown, uh, you can uh, uh, you can let me know, Dan, about this. Uh, has the district that you're employed in have they s- said whether or not their service or their support staff is going to get fully funded through this? Well, I work for Epic, so oh, okay, so there is no support staff. Yes. There's, so is your promotional department going to get? Because I know they're getting double money currently because they're trying to get all those kids to enroll in Epic. God. Right. Um. I've let, not let, heard. Hold on. Let, let's talk about Epic for a little bit. What a bunch of dirtbags. Yeah, they're, they're using this bags. epidemic to profit. They are using this epidemic to try to recruit kids and saying, "Oh, well, these state schools aren't going to teach your kids for the rest of the year. You should enroll them in Epic because we're going to keep teaching them. Cuz we're prepared for this." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, come on, man. You are not prepared for this." Yeah, and they're I, total dirtbags, Yeah, they sure. are absolute dirtbags. And and maybe Epic if you're listening, yeah, you're a dirtbag. And maybe that's one of those things when this com- when we come out of this and we're looking at that tight budget like we'll finally like crack down on this stuff and say, "No, we're not going to hemorrhage money out to you anymore. Uh, we're going to put, put a lockdown on your your BS. Uh, what was it? I think it was... How, how many million do they spend on advertising? Like, like half of the... A substantial amount. Yeah. And their whole setup um,
1: is, is quite questionable. How they have a private company that manages it that is also the owners. And they are for-profit, but the school is non-profit... And it's if yeah. you if
0: you if you look into Epic, I know um, you're the probably the beauty of the outdoor podcast right now is we did not anticipate the uh, the lawnmower man hitting over here. I guess he saw there's a little rain cloud in the sky. Had Great movie, watch. lawnmower yeah. man. Yeah, the lawnmower man. Uh, yeah, all of Epic is I don't know. Shut Epic. it down. I don't know. Let's let's. There, get that. there will be a push from knowing our
1: state legislature. Um, there will be a push. From the more conservative members, um, that this is a sign that we need to go full um, epic style. Um, I believe that will be championed in the
0: coming year. I, I don't know. I, I think that there will be. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, or I, I, or possibly parents will be like, I
1: can't stand to have my kid at home. Yeah, so I that, can't do epic.
0: That's more of my. That's more. I think just like the walkout a couple years ago, this is a gentle reminder. That when you send uh, little Eduardo or little uh, Betty Sue, yeah, Betty Sue, uh, to school, Betty Sue, if you're listening, thank you for your patronage. uh, That that is, they're getting their education, but they're also not at home, and you don't have to worry about them being at home. Like it's a reminder that there is that daycare element of classes being in session. Oh, for sure. Like what you don't get with Epic. I mean, no, you don't get a, a babysitter. Included and, and, in your, and I want to say I want to say this: like the concept of a online like charter school is fine to me in a certain uh, light. If you're like a very rural kid, or like your family's involved in in a you know like I, I like kids that are involved in certain like uh, agricultural things or whatever that don't have the ability to go to a standard. Monday Monday through Friday school, fine that should exist. But this idea that Epic provides a better education or more personalized ed- education is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, well, uh, and so much is
1: learned outside of the core subjects. Oh yeah, the Epic does not offer. Yes, the yeah. developing leadership skills. I don't believe
0: is something that epic can offer at this time. Oh no, yeah. No, and and just interactions in general. that goes with like homeschooling as well. Like the whole sense of how you deal with people. <laughs> you know, uh you kind of
1: You got to know your audience. You're
0: We're preaching to a bunch of homeschool teachers right now. Oh, that's anybody true, yeah. who's got a kid is a yeah, homeschool yeah, teacher that's now. True, that is true. Uh so uh yeah, we'll be sure to uh Tim, I'm talking about you. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to uh, his kids are too young. They're not in school yet, so uh, but uh, we're going to, uh, what, call the kids at home, right, to interrupt their day, just like parents do when we're teaching to interrupt our days, right? I think that's the, that's the thing we're going to do. Uh, now, we were, uh, yeah, we are talking about that emergency declaration of health by the governor, who, uh, now, I, I want to lead into this. This is, we're getting, now I'm going to get even more local than just, like, talking about the governor. We're getting in the weeds. And I, I want to talk about, uh, this is a personal uh, I don't want to say vendetta that's that's too deep but uh, I don't like our mayor But that makes one of us but he is the definition of doing the basic level of what you should do somehow makes you great there's nothing he's done that isn't what you should just do that is making him better he is still a trumper he still put out his thing praising Tom Coburn the other day He has sold this city out to George Kaiser, but yet just because he closes things down and doesn't hate gay people, he's just hitting the baseline of what you're supposed to do to be a good person. Makes him somehow amazing. Okay, I don't feel that he is by any stretch of the imagination. I've heard you use the term
1: he is a liberal, or people think he's a liberal and are upset when he does non-liberal things. Um, I think he's a moderate. I think he's an Oklahoma moderate. I feel like he has handled this crisis very well, and you say that you know he has just done the bare minimum. well, that's more than our governor has done so I by comparison, he's done a superior job. him and David Holt in Oklahoma City have both done much more for the state in regards to responding to this crisis than any other leader in the state,
0: so I'm greatly appreciative of but that so. That's fine. He is doing a good job with this epidemic. That that doesn't mean he is... like I just see people that I know are super liberals praising him constantly. And I'm like, he is not. You well, he, understand, he has sold you out. He has sold your city out to corporate interests. He is 100% a corporate Republican. Well,
1: and hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold he on, hold is, on.
0: Like, um, so...
1: First of all, he has very nice glasses. He has a large collection of He wears green ties. A fancy what psychopath wears green ties. Well, he had to wear a green tie when he shut down the
0: city he because always wears it was St. Patrick's Day. No, but literally he always wears green ties. Like that's his go-to tie. You'll see him occasionally in a different one, but like like he wears green ties. That that is a that is like I am trying to play such a tweener by not putting on my red tie that I really want to wear because I hugged Mike Pence when he came here, which too bad he didn't have coronavirus then to give it to Mike Pence. But, like, come on. I'm surprised Mike Pence's wife would let GT get that close to Mike. You, you've you seen that picture of him just, like, smiling like a giddy little school child when Mike Pence showed up. Like, Well, you've got to
1: know your audience. And if your district, or your,
0: your city... Well, he votes- knows his audience. He's playing dumb liberals like a fiddle by being the basic level of nice. Okay, well, well let's just look at things he's done well and things he has
1: not done well. I feel like... He's been a good backstop to the state administration, especially with this crisis, um, in shutting down businesses and encouraging other um, municipalities to shut down their businesses since we can't get any leadership from Oklahoma City in the yeah. governor's mansion. But I think some of the shortfalls also, and you have to look at his poor handling of. Live PD, the police department. Um, some there's some racial issues for sure in his. Oh, yeah. in his leadership, the fact that he saw Live PD as too problematic and kicked them out of Tulsa, and then for some reason he decides that it's no longer problematic and embraces them back into the city. I think that's an issue. I feel if like you ain't doing nothing wrong. You don't got to worry about it, yeah, man. I, yes, I know. Um, I feel like the Tulsa police department as well has in oversight issues has not been fully embraced by, um, GT.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I just, I just have a hard time when anytime someone just does the base level of what they're supposed to do, giving them credit for being good. But base
1: level is so much more than we're getting from any other leadership. Again,
0: I I acknowledge that, (laughs) but, like, if Kathy Taylor was still in office, she'd be doing the exact same thing. She's paying all of her employees at Mother Road Market, like, while they're out of business. Like, she, she's going above and beyond in the private sector. Like, this is, like, this is just... She would shut down Live PD. Like, if you're a true liberal, I've seen him flip these people that <laughs> were... <laughs> I may have just freaked out uh, Dan there a second ago, but, like... Uh, you may remember one of these we had these when i w- we were in uh, chicago uh now i paid six dollars for this when i was at that chicago liquor store this is a uh stolen x rock and rye i got this at a uh, harvard liquor warehouse for two bucks support local business support local business so uh, if you're out there uh, stolen x their little cans 30 percent, 2.25 shots on this little can so there you go stolen x sponsorous. uh i assume you're liberal uh but Anyway, If not, I, we will do a conservative pod. I get I get what you're saying, and I, I agree that he's doing a good job. And there are people that are doing a good job out there. Um, uh, lots of mayors and governors are doing good jobs around the country uh, currently. Um, did and one you... Of, yeah. Just one more thing yeah. before we leave yeah. GT. Did
1: you read the New York Times article
0: that yes, you wrote? Sir. Yeah, and I, it, it was what I expected to see. I mean... Um, I he said that his hardest day, aside from
1: having family members die, was when he had to shut down the the restaurants in Tulsa because yeah. he knew that economic impact yeah.
0: would be so so brutal. It wasn't. It wasn't the hard, his hardest day. Wasn't when like a poor black family was pulled over on live PD and then their life has been ruined. That should probably be his. Well, he thing. co-signed on that. Yeah, so. I know. So like, so that's why I'm saying. Let's, let's, let's pull back on the praise just a little bit, right? He's doing the base level of what a decent human should do. He's doing better than Dewey Bartlett would have done. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, no, we won't see. But, uh, <coughs> uh, but but getting to governors and things like that, uh, this brings us to uh, Cuomo in New York. America's uh, governor. America's governor. Now, if this... Sorry, stuff, Rudy. If, 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 if coronavirus had hit in uh, 2019 we would be talking about upcoming President Cuomo, I believe.
1: Very possibly. yeah. Because in the morning, around noon, you get the Cuomo presser, and then in the afternoon, you get the Trump presser. And I, up until like yesterday, they were giving opposite messages. Now they're, the messaging is more in line with what Cuomo's been saying, that this is an emergency. But I just feel like he, he is very presidential right now in a oh, time yeah, where we yeah. need that kind of leadership.
0: Uh, and now, I did see, and we'll introduce our, uh, our, our recurring segment of AOC in Red. Uh, she did blast Governor Cuomo for? for suspending mortgage payments, but not rents. So, Governor Cuomo suspended mortgage payments in the state of New York, but he did not suspend rent payments. Now, what are your thoughts on this? I feel like she said this was, she said this was economically biased and hurts minorities. I feel like the majority of people who are renting
1: have less money saved and less opportunity to make money at this time, especially than people who have a mortgage. And I understand that, you know, people holding their mortgages is important to a a rebuild Mm -hmm. of the economy, but I feel like kicking people out on rent right now, um, puts people from the working middle, lower middle to homeless. And I think that's a big problem.
0: And I was trying to think about this and how that manifests itself of, all right, so here is millionaire X, right? Who owns this. Well, okay. Let's, if we're talking about New York city, here's a multimillionaire X that owns this uh, housing complex, Right. They probably don't own it outright. They probably have a mortgage. Suspending their mortgage payments is going to facilitate mayors to be able to say, hey, you can't evict people for rents because you're not going to have to pay your mortgage on this. Why not just suspend rents as well? I, I, I mean, I guess the ideal would be to then people that can continue to pay their rent should continue to pay their rent. But if you think about it through a... Economic stimulus idea uh, a gateway. Those that have mortgages are probably going to be able to use that money to stimulate the economy in a bigger fashion. I mean, we're in a pandemic.
1: Pan, pandas a pan, everywhere. Pandemic. I is, hate to get all ricky but yes, on you, but
0: that is America's biggest epidemic. Is the proliferation is the pandad- of panda expresses? Because ultimately, more people are going to die from eating panda express I than meant coronavirus
1: pandas. Oh no, there the are actual panda pandas bears. roaming the streets? Yeah. yeah, I heard that the heat kills off the pandemic.
0: So no, that's the polar bear endemic. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry and polar bears. They can adapt. They can swim 250 miles just swim. Can they really? Yeah. Well, on average they can swim like 30 to 60 miles, but some have been noted to swim 250 miles. So. Um, but yeah, so uh All right, so let's look at a let's look at a national thing. So I I mentioned today in our uh, our group chat that we have I finally started in the last couple days, see the campaigns kick back up a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, there is still a presidential election going on. Uh, well, maybe, we'll see if they cancel
1: that. They are- I, I did see the DNC um, just postponed the convention until August, I believe, late August. Instead, I mean, they give yeah. that back a month. Yeah, so, so that'll
0: give Bernie a couple more months to hold on and keep ruining America. So, good for him.
1: I don't think he's ruined any Americans. Yeah,
0: he should just probably get out of the way and let us put together a plan to beat Trump. He's lost see, the nomination. Do you see Bernie interfering a lot? I see that his continued existence gives people continued hope that he's going to get the nomination when we should be getting behind one candidate right now putting together a concerted effort because the sad reality is the polls have shown that people are somehow like happy with the way that Donald Trump is dealing with this well okay I'm glad you brought that
1: up yeah I feel like when faced with a crisis Americans rally behind the president. If you look at George W. Bush, he had yeah. 85% yeah. support, I believe, during or right after 9 11, because <sighs> Americans feel like it's the patriotic thing to do to support the president. Yeah. But that is very short lived. It's not a long term thing, historically speaking. I mean, George W. did get reelected, but he was running against yeah. a thoroughbred in John Kerry. Uh, and he was like,
0: nay, I won't win. Um uh, so, he got swift boated. Yes, he did get swift boated. He got basically the uh the emails was his swift boat, basically. Or you know. Uh now you say that, yet I can't think of an the only other crisis that I could equate to I mean nine eleven uh for what it was <coughs> was still a very somewhat momentary crisis things got back to normal pretty quickly right we, we would change things a lot but like business got back to boom back to where it was pretty quickly the term the term the new normal came from nine yeah. eleven in my lifetime so i
1: i don't embrace the statement you just made but i mean like we were back to going to football games two weeks after nine eleven. Well, and baseball
0: too. Have you seen George W. Bush throw out a? Yeah, yeah. We were first pitch. Now, I would say the only thing that you could equate this to would be the Great Depression, even though there are differences. And we did not support Herbert Hoover. The American government, the American people went, "No, screw you. You are doing nothing. We are getting off of this. Like we're we're out. Like uh, you suck. We don't know who this FDR guy is." He just keeps socialist. telling us things. Uh, he is not a socialist. FDR well, he's is not anything s- now. He's, he's a staunch capitalist through and through. Uh, and they said, we're going to abandon your ass. Now, it did help that Hoover was also, like, shooting tear gas at veterans. But, uh, but you know, Trump hasn't done that yet. So uh, he's just denying them medical care. So, so, you know, that's not out in the streets. You can't see that. So. Uh, but, yeah, there is a presidential election going on. Uh, Biden was just on Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I meant to watch it. Uh, you said it. Can you recap kind of what it was? Yeah, you, you said one of the best things about it uh, was that. Am Biden... I recap my yeah, thoughts? No, 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 I'm just going to say like thoughts. your main thought, and you can kind of explain this thought was Biden's aw shucks nature. Like I'm just a normal guy. So what did he do to like give you that impression? Well, just his his
1: candor with the audience is feels very genuine and. He's, you know, had a lot of tragedy in his life, so he can draw on that in, in times like this, and it just feels like you're talking or listening to an a elder family member tell you about, you know, the struggles that they've gone through and how things are going to be okay, and it, it's comforting in a time where we really need comfort, so I feel like, if Joe is over his infection with the coronavirus, I think that's why he went away for two weeks. Um, if he's over it, he should be hammering social media and yeah. talk shows, and he should be the antidote to the Trump Daily Presser, the Coronavirus Task Team Task Force Coronavirus Task Force. That has a nice ring to it. I mean, it sounds like they should wear capes. It,
0: it sounds like Team America World Police.
1: Basically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so was there anything, was there any levity to the interview at all? No.
1: I mean, and that's not Biden's strength. He's not. Yeah. He's not looking to push, you know, solutions. He just
0: makes people feel better. But that's. What well no, I was asking, do they did they make like any uh were there was there any like feel good moment, like ha- like was there anything jokey about it or anything like that at any point? Like it was a comedy show interview. Like Yeah, I mean it was light, but yeah. Just in general, it, it just makes you feel better about Do you think uh Jimmy Fallon was trying to atone for his sins for uh humanizing Trump in twenty sixteen a little Explain bit? Explain that. So Explain what you mean by it was that. largely pointed to that when Trump went on Fallon and he asked to touch Donald Trump's hair and he ruffled Donald Trump's hair because Jimmy Fallon tried to stay out of politics as much as he could before then. He was trying to be super neutral and all that stuff. And then he sort of like made Trump see and NBC in a general did this by having Trump on SNL and things like that, that Jimmy Fallon has come out and said since that he feels somewhat culpable for making Trump feel like an okay person because he was able to joke around with him and stuff. Humanizing. Yeah, like making him seem like a normal guy that's not a a massive, evil, orange buffoon monster. I, personally,
1: I feel like that would have had less than minimal effect on voters.
0: I don't think anybody said... Think about who watches Fallon, though. Middle, like, moderate voters watch Fallon because other, like... People that aren't moderate are going to watch Colbert, or what the alternative. Is. You know, they're not going to like like Fallon voters are the people that are the people. I enjoy you need Jimmy to win. Kimmel. He's on. He yeah. he makes it to my TV like three times a year, but
1: I always enjoy his. But programming. Kimmel, Yes, I understand what, what you're, you're saying. Also, a noted like super liberal. I understand what you're saying. He's the alternative, but again, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I guess politicians wouldn't go on these shows if they didn't feel like they were going to be well elected and in NBC's defense and in Jimmy Fallon's defense if anybody thought it was like a realistic chance of it happening they probably would have made different decisions
0: um I mean this goes all the way back to Clinton and well it goes back further than that it goes back to Nixon on laugh Nixon being on Laugh-In humanized him and Rowan and Martin have said since then they were, like, they're bit, they've been apologetic for having Nixon on to make him seem like a, a decent human being. Uh, but, like, uh, but people, these late night shows and comedy shows matter uh, because, you know, um, they, you know, Clinton on Arsenio Hall. That was a big deal. I know that's an older reference for people But when Clinton played saxophone on Arsenio Hall. That was like meant to win over a younger generation of America. He went on the Rock Your Vote on uh, MTV and stuff like that, whereas, you know, HW wouldn't do that stuff. And so there is definitely something in there to do. Now, I wanted to bring this up to you, D. Brown. Uh, I don't know, did you get this uh, email this week from, uh, I believe this was a fundraiser for. The DC, the D, just the Democratic Party in general. Uh, Did you get the uh, James Carville email this week? I probably got it. I did not read it. It just said Trump Screwed was the title of it. And it was a James Carville uh, uh, email here. And uh, see, uh, it's going to take each and every one of us. That means you and me, Dustin. Oh, thank you. Thank you, self generated email. uh, Working together to make sure we have what it takes to protect and expand our majority. Uh, can I count? Wait, you're friends with James Carville. I am friends with St- James Carville, uh, and this was trying to raise money for the general elections. Uh, it, was, it was the DCCC, so the DCCC, uh, and that email generated the best fundraising moment of the entire year for the DCCC. Was one email from James Carville, like calling out Donald Trump. Why do people love James Carville so much? He's a raging Cajun. Yeah, I know. He's, he's great. I, I This is a rhetorical question. Who doesn't love James Carmel, right? Well, he's just like Joe Biden in
1: a different way. Yeah. He's very likable. He makes people feel like they can relate. And relatability is important. Yeah. Somehow, Donald Trump, that's the that's great mystery I cannot solve, is how Donald Trump became the relatable common man to the common man. I've what got an answer
0: if you want to hear it.
1: No, I'd rather not.
0: Oh, Okay. I'm not here to get smarter. Well no, it's not I mean this is just a theory answer if you if you want to hear that. Well he did trash T V
1: and he's
0: a poor man's version of a rich man. Yeah, he is if he's the example of if I was a if I had a million dollars, here's what I'd do. I'd find a foreigner wife. I'd build me a giant house and paint it gold and put my name on it. Like he is literally like well, i like, eat at
1: McDonald's. All oh, the yeah. Time.
0: I, but I'd get everything that I want at McDonald's. I'd get two 20 piece nugs. I'm like, no, he's literally like a white trash millionaire. That's what he is. Yes, like, he's the white trash vision of what
1: a millionaire should be.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It, he's I, a caricature. I, like, literally, I think. People, well done. I think people aspire to be him. And that's why they liked him. It's like, if I had money, this is the way I would be. And I think that's why he gets the common man millionaire thing. It, like, we've, I've, we've talked about on the pod before. He's the Andrew Jackson of his day. Andrew Jackson was the same. was like, well, if I was president, I'd have massive parties at the White House. The big classic story about Andrew Jackson is, like, he would have these j- massive parties at the White House. And there'd just be people passed out on the lawn the next day. And people were like... <sighs> He's a man of the common people, right? Look at him. Let's let's go out there and party at the White House. Which, granted, I'd probably throw a massive party at the White House. So if you want to elect me, uh, let's let's do it. Uh, you guys choose my running mate, and uh, we'll go for it. Dan, the politics man, for vice president. Oh no, I'm going to pull a Joe Biden, and I'm going to immediately say I'm only going to run with a woman. So um, have you ever, not to change course,
1: yeah. have you ever ran, like literally ran with a woman?
0: Uh yeah at the gym. On the treadmill? No. I, I don't go to a treadmill gym, bro. I'm a crossfitter. Whoa. Look, we are we're four episodes in It's the first time I mentioned it. That's a record for a crossfitter, right? All right. So that's that's pretty good. No. So do you help the girls flip the tires or do they uh, flip their own tires
1: or sometimes sometimes or do They we help do. you flip the tires. Hey, I'm just
0: getting those gains, bro. Just getting those gains all day long. All day long. Uh I'm getting, uh, Hey, I'm in. I'm in a uh, April quarantine life. It's Swole Patrol April. Let's do it, right? So that's my favorite band is Swole Patrol. I think uh, Laura over here is uh, getting a little uh, turned off by the uh, Swole Patrol talk. So uh, Laura's here, uh, local Tulsa comedian, uh, near and dear to my heart. She's been acting as our uh, impromptu bartender here, so uh, we appreciate her. Laura, you want to say anything? I'm right. Paper. She's writing a paper. She's writing a paper. I, I think uh, our co host shook his glass wondering if you were still on duty.
1: Yes, sir. Would you like
0: another? Oh. Uh, Please, sir. Uh, there is some like ginger ale. There's some can regular ginger ale in there. Oh, yes. Yeah, so. You can also have regular yeah. ass ginger ale. Yeah. Um, now, it's it's about. Look, so look, this is a good lead in. We're talking about getting drinks. Uh, I i I posted the data to you today. Overall liquor sales in America are up fifty three percent, as are
1: uh, medical marijuana sales in yeah, Oklahoma.
0: I love the statistic that uh, large pack of uh, beers were up ninety percent. That people are just like, I don't want to get out again.
1: That's being responsible.
0: No, no, it is. Like, I never thought that. I never thought that in my life buying a dirty thirty <laughs> was the responsible. Would be the healthy option. The responsible move. Yes. Like, uh, you know. Uh, I'm health centric. I'm, I'm going to buy a 30 pack. Yeah, 30 packs. Yeah, that's all we're going to do. Uh, sorry for you guys if you're again if you're not listening in Oklahoma and you're stuck with only having suitcases, your state doesn't care about you. You should demand 30 packs uh, out there and get them. Um, all right. So as we uh, as we get toward the end here, uh, any 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 stories you want to bring up? I said you had a bombshell. You're going to drop. Are we right?
1: ready to drop the bombshell? Yeah, Let's drop the bombshell.
0: Okay. Well, many of you have.
1: Probably been watching live musicians on concert.
0: Yes. Yes. From live from their.
1: Live. From my living room. From the living room.
0: Also, if you're a Red State Blues fan and you donated to the uh, Sounds Tooth 24 Hour live stream, thank you very much. Yes. Anyway, um,
1: I have it on semi good authority. Yes. I heard. I read some literature. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. That. We will have Garth Brooks in <laughs> attendance next week on the patio. Oh, um,
0: well, you weren't supposed to say that, man. Oh,
1: sorry. Sorry, Garth. Um, Garth did not want me to tell you all, but um, there's rumor. Thunder's getting ready to roll over your ass. <laughs> rumor that he's going to possibly make an appearance at the end of our pod next week. So if you want to hear um, from Garth, let us know. And also... Send your requests and your Venmo payments to at Red State Blues.
0: Uh, well, we don't have a Venmo, so if uh, you want to send your, if you want to send uh, any money that will be, do- if you're a Tulsa listener and you want to send any money that will be donated to people, uh, and if you don't look, a good. Post- I mean, come on, come on, folks! It's Garth. Yeah, it is Garth. Uh, he he just he, I just got a note from him. He said. If we don't get at least a five hundred dollars worth of donation, it's going to be Chris Gaines that shows up. Oof! Yeah, I know. So, and he's going to take batting practice but, in a Padres jersey. But, but no, but on uh, the premises. Legitimately, guys, uh, we got we got lots of good friends in the uh, industry here in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, please, like, order if, if you're wanting to buy a six pack of beer right now. Like, there are tons of bars right now delivering six packs of domestic beers for six or seven bucks that's basically the same price as going to quick trip let them bring you their beers right like so find your local establishment see if they can deliver stuff and get them out to you uh starlight, Bar. starlight it, it, but wherever you're at there's going to be local places that will that will donate that that will be doing these deliveries uh and help them out so if you're just buying beers Like, think first. Be like, all right, maybe I got to pay a few dollars more, but if I got to buy 24 beers, let's buy them from my local bar rather than getting in the car and going to Quick Trip. Also, think about
1: the places that you would like to see survive. Yeah. Over the lot, over, you know, towards the end of this, whether it be mid May or mid June or mid July or whenever. Yeah. Um, Think about those places and make contributions to
0: them now so they can stay afloat so you can enjoy them once. This is all over. You know, a fun thing, uh, we talked about this, I think, on the live stream, a uh, fun thing that people have been doing is that they've been having, like, virtual parties, and then every time they go get a drink, they'll uh, just tip a virtual bartender and then give it to what their favorite bartender that's out of work currently. So, like... Uh, do it. Yeah. So, do, do find some creative ways to help out. Uh, I know that here in Oklahoma, if you're a fan of music and you don't, you know, you just, like... Hey, I, we had this come up with uh, the 24-hour uh, Sounds to Stream. We had a performer, uh, shout out to Mike Gillen, great guy, wonderful human being. I didn't know his economic status. I emailed, I messaged him, I said, hey man, are you struggling? You performed, you need money? Uh, we'll give you some of that money. If you, and he said, no, I don't need money, I'm good, but please donate it to this place that does need money. Uh, if you need, If you don't know who needs money, uh, Red Dirt Relief Fund is really good for musicians here in, uh, Tulsa, in the Oklahoma area. Uh, they hit musicians all over the state, people that make their living doing music. Uh, that's a good one to hit. Uh, there are various other funds that are just sort of disseminating everything out that they can uh, anywhere and everywhere. Um, if you are someone who is financially set and you know you're not going to lose your job and you've got money to burn and you get that $1,200 check, like, at the very minimum, spend it on local businesses, right? Like, all, you know, maybe like, you know... We've tried to be good to order from some local businesses here and there uh, when we can. Uh, When I've gone out, like I went and got a sandwich from Witch Witch the other day because I was like, I know that guy's just a, you know, he's a franchisee. And I ordered a sandwich And he's like This is the first sandwich That's been ordered all day <laughs> Yeah Stop like, going to Burger King Yeah That's not local
1: Stop going to Walmart Well but Go to Reese's And go to Flows. Well but even
0: then though Like I know the workers but, Also but it, feed into it but, but even then though Like your Burger King is local That's a local franchisee Making their money Like But if Brahms Burger King, King does not local. get business Brahms is one family Controls them all Chick-fil-A well, is one family That controls well, if, them all
1: if Burger King does not get good biz- business, they're not going to disappear from the market. They're not going to no, not I, exist.
0: Well, it might. There's, I think there's one left in Tulsa. We got no Long John Silver's left. If Flows disappears, yeah, flows, yeah.
1: then it will no longer pick, exist. Pick so choo-
0: Pick and choose your places wisely uh, out there when you go. Like, uh, So
1: you can take the Devo advice and go to Walmart and
0: yes. add Sam Walton's or, or, or you can go support fund. Jeff Reeser's. <laughs> I would much rather. Or you could Jeff go Reaser. like to Winco and support the employees that own that business. Even yeah. better. Even better. Um, or you could go to Aldi that pays their people thirteen fifty an hour, and that instead of Reesers that pays their people seven fifty an hour. So uh, Jeff Reesers ain't hurting for money. They ain't going nowhere. I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not trying to blow you up here, but I don't think Reesers is going to shut down any places. Any place. grocery stores in general. Here's what I'd probably advise: uh, just order out. Grocery stores are not going to go out of business. Well, and just look at what yeah. you want to support. If yeah. you're on Team Devo and you want to... Go to Warehouse Market. If you, if want you to, really want to support, you should be shopping at Warehouse Market. <laughs> Warehouse Market is a low-income uh, grocery store that probably needs a the business. They're going to have a lot of their clientele. They're losing their jobs. And that's a place that, like, the the, the Warehouse Market at third on 3rd Street... 3rd and that, Lewis is, Warehouse Market is charming. You need to go visit yeah. it. I mean, and that's a place that if that goes out of business, though, that increases the food desert. Right. By, a yeah, by a substantial amount. Yeah, by a substantial amount. And that so. is a place that's going to be hit by this because their clientele, unlike the bougie people that go to Reese's, are going to lo- be the people that are losing their jobs. So, like, go hit those smaller places and spend some money. But also, maybe just, like, uh, eat out a little bit more. And by that, also hit up your... And don't be afraid to use your door dashes and things like that. A lot of the Uber drivers and stuff like that that have lost their, their jobs because people can't go out anymore are switching to being DoorDash and and Postmates drivers and everything like that. So help those people out as much as you can as well. Um, just help out everybody that you can as much as possible. Be a kind human. Yeah, man. be a kind human. Do the bare minimum. Be a GT Bynum and do the bare minimum that you can. That's bull crap, <laughs> but whatever. If you want to end on that. No, we're not going to end on that. Uh, D. Brown, uh, Dan, what do you got? Uh, what do you recommend people do uh, we've been doing all of our podcasts on SoundsTooth here, af- telling people what they can do to uh, something they can watch, something they listen to. You're you're a music man. Uh, you love good music. Uh, what would you recommend if someone's having some? I mean, probably no depressing music. It's pretty depressing as it is, but uh, if you have some good tunes that people want to listen to right now, uh, well, again,
1: I, I believe I mentioned this last week. If anybody's doing a live stream and you see it pop up. The the Horton Records have been really good about okay. promoting live streams on a nightly basis. Um, if you see something you like, don't hesitate to buy some merch and don't hesitate to tip yeah. them off in their tip jar. Also, if you look at the top right hand corner of this podcast, um, please light up our
0: tip jar as well. <laughs> we don't have a tip jar. We don't have a tip jar. We, we don't, don't need a tip jar. Any money that would ever come to us is going to go straight to someone who actually needs it. Uh, just so you guys know. But, yeah, uh, Horton Records, uh, shout-out to my uh, boys, uh, Nate Cook and the Yoppers. They're doing a uh, another live stream, I think, tomorrow. Uh, check them out. All that fun stuff. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys, uh, just you know, listen to some of these podcasts we got. All of our stuff is free. Uh, podcasts are free. Help out the people. Um, all sorts of people being impacted by this right now. So just do your best to help them out. Uh, look into, like... You know, if you just want to buy booze from the liquor store, look into them, see if they're delivering. Because it probably means they've, they're have they keeping one of their people employed by being a delivery driver right now. So uh, maybe up your delivery intake just a little bit. means you get to stay at home and all that fun stuff. Uh, so uh, I think that's going to probably do it for us. Tim, if you listen all the way through, shout out to you. Uh, hope you're doing well. And uh, any parting wisdom to go out on, D-Brown? Um, look for Garth next week Garth next week Not Chris Gaines But Garth
1: The choice is yours
0: Alright guys I'll be here Can I bring my wife Trisha No No Tricia no. has to wait in the car No Trisha Yeah Get out of here Garth Social distancing Yeah get out of here Garth Stay, stay away Trisha Alright guys Thank you guys for listening uh, Check us out at Twitter.com uh, Red Blue Pod We're on Facebook as well uh, If you want to interact with us more Probably on Twitter Take it easy and have a great day. Be safe, wash your hands.